Welcome to this week's Technocast brought to you by the National TUPSSO Franchise Owners Association. My name is Joe Gall and I'm a three-store MCO in South Florida and a nine-year, about nine years, I guess, uh, association member. I came across this article in CNBC.com about millionaires and I found it interesting enough to share it with all of you. So who wants to be a millionaire? Well, that's easy. We all do. We all crave financial freedom in our lives, especially as we near retirement. We want easier lives. It's that simple. And to the article, um, there are two things to know for certain about millionaires. They know exactly where their money is going. They know exactly what not to do with it. If you want to reach millionaire status, the most important thing you can do is to learn from the likes of the super wealthy. From Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates to Google's ex-CEO Eric Schmidt to Berkshire Hathaway CEO Warren Buffett. Here are seven things you'll never find the world's richest people doing and how you can adopt their healthy financial habits into your own lives. They, number one, they don't waste money on fees. Rich people know that fees are a waste of time and money, of course, so the right course of action is to pay their bills on time. They take advantage of features like auto pay to avoid late charges for everything from utilities to mortgage to credit card bills. How many of you out there own your own stores outright? I would say the more the majority of us, the majority of us are paying off a loan of some sort. You know what's your interest rate? Look to see how much money you um, a loan, how much money a loan goes to interest each month versus how much goes towards your principal. Sure, interest is tax deductible, but not all of it is. If you carry a balance on your, do you carry a balance on your credit cards? If so, there's more interest, more extra money wasted. Are you using your rewards credit card for every purchase possible, including your UPS bill? Me personally, I haven't paid for a hotel, a car rental, or airfare in years. I'm actually going to Europe this summer on my American Express points. Um, Capital One has a 3% cashback card, and I know a lot of other ones. Um, Spark, um, you can find a bunch of different cards with rewards. You know, use them. That money really adds up. And just remember to pay it off every month. Um, otherwise, you're just going to give money away. They're also mindful of bank fees. Many banks will charge you extra money for their services and you might not even be aware of it. Some of the bigger banks, for example, will charge you anywhere from 12 to $15 unless you meet a specific set of requirements, like maintaining a certain average balance in your account. Make it a habit to check your monthly statements for these hidden charges. My bank, for example, Wells Fargo, charges a, a cash receiving fee. It only adds up to less than $10 a month, so I've been letting it go, but it still bothers me a little bit to see it there because it wasn't always there from my, when I opened my uh, account 20 years ago. Um, one day, I noticed it just a few years ago when I was reconciling it, and that charge mysteriously appeared. I did question it at the bank, but they're like, hey, it's only a few dollars. You know, Do I really want to switch my operating account after all these years? You know, For a few dollars, I chose no, but still, it bothers me. Number two, they don't ignore their credit score. Your credit score plays a leading role in determining your interest rates. A high credit score can earn you a low interest rate and save you thousands of dollars in interest over the life of the loan. A low score may prevent you from getting a loan even if you uh, need one, if you ever need one. Me personally, I had uh, an upper 700 score when I bought my third score just three years ago. Um, SBA was the only one that would actually give me a loan because, you know, through the bank, but, you know, because my credit score was so low, it was 70, 780, 790, they considered that low, so I had to go through the SBA. 
But they said if I had a better score, I could have done a little better with the bank directly and that didn't have to go SBA route. Um, wealthy people know this and never ever ignore their credit score. They are constantly checking their score and um, do it to their best to keep it pristine. There are a number of apps that let you check your score for free and even try to help you boost it. Monitor your score reports on a monthly basis, keep your debt levels low, and pay your bills on time. Number three, they don't spend impulsively. We, still, we see millionaires drop a ton of cash on ridiculous things at a, all the time. Um, Cardi B just spent 500000 on a Lamborghini. But the smart ones surprisingly are uh, frugal. Bill Gates wears a $10 watch. Warren Buffett eats the same thing for breakfast at McDonald's every day. And it never costs more than $3.17. I've heard this before. Um, Mark Zuckerberg drives a manual tr transmission Volkswagen. Um, so these are billionaires, of course. Um, I'm sure a lot of us can afford to drive a fancy car. Maybe not a Lamborghini like Cardi B, but still a Lexus or Mercedes or BMW. Sure does look nice in your driveway. But what's it costing you? Are the payments eating away at your profits? You are, I hope, letting the business pay for your car expenses. Check with your accountant to see what you can write off uh, through the business. In the end, it's if you're doing it right, you'll pay less to the IRS. Uh, rich people don't get rich by spending it all. They know better than anybody that by being careful shoppers, by being more careful shoppers, they can achieve a lifestyle several rungs above their income ladder. Notes the market researcher Pam Denzinger. Impulse spending leads to waste, overspending, and debt. Three things successful people avoid. Get out of debt and save for your future. Getting old sucks and it's expensive. Talk to your accountant and financial advisor. I recently swapped out my IRAs for a 401k plan. I could put much more money tax-free away than I used to with my IRAs. I'm kind of mad at myself for not doing it sooner. Uh, number four, they don't fall for marketing ploys. Marketing plots are everywhere and rich people avoid falling for them by comparison shopping. They avoid, they, they, they people, well, that's a typo, uh, the people appreciate value but they also look at the big picture and outweigh and always outweigh the benefits of quality versus cost. When you first bought your store, you went out to San Diego for training and saw all the shiny print toys on display before, um, for you to buy. They told you how profitable print was and how much money you can make. Just buy all the just buy all the equipment and the business will come. Well, the real world isn't field of dreams. It's hard work. Print is hard sales and there's lots to learn to make yourself uh, successful in print. Yes, there is a lot of money to be made in print and a lot of franchises succeeded, succeeded. I mean, greatly succeeded. And I'm sure you've heard a lot of them. If you haven't, you know, pick their brains. Our platform is um, pushing print now, so it behooves you to learn as much as you can, as fast as you can, um, so you can capture some of the print business. My philosophy has been is to grow your print by outsourcing and uh, using your required machines as much as you can. Uh, use your local store machines and, you know, just <clears throat> you make a little less, but you don't have to buy the machines. Um, use Steve Lefevre's Profit Mastery program to learn uh, what it will truly cost to add a new cutter or a wide format printer, wide format printer. How much money and sales need to come in before you break even on your purchase? If you don't think you can quickly make that up, then maybe you're not ready to buy it. 
Uh, to adopt the same habit, do your research and consider your bottom line before making a purchase, big or small, that you'll use for years. Uh, you'll save yourself all the time and money repairing or replacing a low-quality item. So obviously do your research. <clears throat> uh, number five, they don't try to beat the market. Billionaire and former CEO Eric Schmidt said, former Google CEO Eric Schmidt said, the short-term trading, <clears throat> a.k.a. <coughs> Um, buying or selling stocks based on daily market movements won't make you rich. He always thinks long-term and never tries to beat the market. Warren Buffett also insists on using long-term strategy. A few days after he released Berkshire Hathaway's annual letter to shareholders earlier this year, the billionaire appeared on television at CNBC and explained why longer-term investment strategies like index funds will stand the test of time. Number six, they just don't have one source of income. Having multiple streams of income will help you generate more money, and rich people never rely on just one source of income. Consider turning your spare car into a ride-sharing business, taking on freelance work, or becoming a tutor, or writing about your areas of expertise. Um, when I got the Tonight Show, this says Jay Leno, I always made sure I did 150 comedy show gigs a year, and I never really had to touch the principal. Um, I... Never touched a dime of my Tonight Show money, ever. I always had two incomes. I bank one and I spend the other. Well, that's Jay and Leno, and you know he's obviously mega wealthy as well. So how does this apply to all of us? We don't have a lot of time to get into something else, or do we? You know, a six-year, six-store MCO in my area, um, Southeast Florida, opened up a bone fishing charter business in the Bahamas many years ago. Uh, now both his businesses are uh, very much thriving. If something crazy happens to our franchise, which is always a possibility, he will have his other business to fall back on. He's smart, and I, admit, I very much admire his business sense. How many of our spouses have other careers? Um, I'm in a position now to do something else. I think of my future every day. I'm 52 years old and too young to retire. Um, I should say I don't have enough money to retire. I bought store number one in 19 years ago. It took several years, but I was starting to make some good money. Store number two was a reach, but I bought a failing cha uh, failing store cheap, so I, you know, the cash hit wasn't too bad. Then the recession hit around 2009, which took a lot longer for that store to make it. You know, after a nearby store had gone under, I don't know if if and if that nearby store hadn't gone under, um, I don't know if I would have uh, survived that one. Store number three I bought three years ago, and after uh, another failing owner, uh, let it go pretty much, and it was in a great location, so I took a chance with it. And, you know, just three years now, it's thriving, and I'm just about debt-free, which is you know, the best feeling in the world. So now what? Do I buy more stores or diversify? Do I sell out or do nothing? I mean, all these scenarios are logical, but my big question is, do I trust the direction of this franchise? My wallet has said yes, but my gut is getting a little queasy. I have stores in good areas. My area is one of the best disposable income areas in the country. <clears throat> so right now I'm leaning <coughs> towards diversification. And finally, number seven, uh, millionaires don't keep up with the Joneses. According to a 2017 report by employment website, Carefree Builder, or Career Builder, what am I doing? 78% of American workers live paycheck to paycheck. That's 78%. Wealthy people know the ideal of well, 
lived life is subjective. Buffett never owned an iPhone until he received one as a gift, but I'm not using it, he told CNBC. Your friends, neighbors, and co-workers might have the latest and trendiest tech gadgets, but that doesn't mean you need one for yourself. There's a solid chance that the Joneses can't actually afford their lifestyle. Your personal reality is more important than public perception. Decide what you want your life to look like now and in the future. Don't let anyone else make that decision for you. I mean, that's where it hits home the most. You know, if you're an association member, then you already have an advantage. You have surrounded yourself with the smartest people in this business. Association members share their knowledge and expertise and experience, so you don't have to waste your time or money guessing what Kool-Aid to drink or just <laughs> just to spit it out. We are all on the same boat, franchise speaking, uh, but we are all very different at different stages in our lives and careers. You and only you can decide where you want to be. Use the resources right in front of you and make smart decisions. Be a millionaire. If you see an article like this one, record it on your phone and send it to me. It's, it's really simple. I really want to keep these TechDocasts going with interesting and relevant stuff. I wish I had uh, 50 people contributing every day. But um, you know, please help this association grow and reach its full potential. Thanks.